You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for EXP agents. Expand your skills, expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sanford. Hey, welcome to Expansion, a podcast about personal and professional development here at EXP Realty. Uh, I'm your host, Glenn Sanford, and founder of EXP. And each Tuesday and Thursday, I'll be talking to one of our icon agents about their careers, success, and ultimately what inspires them. Today, I'm excited to welcome Ryan Johnson, former executive chef and now icon agent. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks, Glenn. Appreciate you having me on. So before we got started, uh, I had you uh, just just give me a little bit more of your bio. And man, you you are uh, if you're on the disc profile, you got to be a high D. I'm guessing. I am. I certainly am. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I am jumping off the cliff. If I can see the water is deep enough that I won't get hurt, I'm I'm just jumping, and I'll figure out the rest on the way down. <laughs> Right. Well, so yeah. So why don't you just again share share me with share with me your background? I I actually love the way you just bang 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 bang, and that's why I go. This guy's high D. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um. So I have been in real estate now about eleven years. Been with EXP just over a year. Uh, was in culinary before that, and uh, yeah, forty two, married, three kids, all boys. My wife somehow puts up with us. They're thirteen, ten, and and four. And when the thirteen year old was two. I was exec chef with Marriott. It was Christmas morning, and I was still there. And uh, that was just one of those moments in time where I'm like, you know what? This isn't for me in the long run. What can I do to make more money or or be in the place where I'm at without going back to school? Because I had gotten to a level of income that I needed to maintain. I was buying a house at the time. It was not a great experience. Um, I saw what the agent made, and uh, and I took night classes for three months, Tuesdays and Thursday nights, six to ten p.m. while I was still working. And just hit the ground running after that, and it's been uh, it's been a great journey. I love it. Well, well awesome. And so, uh, I'm guessing you haven't shown property on Christmas Day now. No, yeah, no, I, I haven't. I've, I've actually gotten away from most holidays now. And the good thing is, I've grown a team to help us out and leverage some of those things when I, I don't want to do it on other days too. So, yeah, it's worked out well. Now you've been in the business now um, eleven years. So. Uh huh. Yep, eleven years. I was solo for, <clears throat> I'd say. Uh, probably six and a half years. And then about four and a half years ago, my business partner, Philip Simon, and I put our, our stuff together. We were always great buddies, golf and sports, competition, helping each other out when one was out of town. And um, got to the point where we were both closing about 40 to 50 deals a year. And, you know, we're just busy, needed leverage, wanted some freedom, wanted to grow and help other people in the business because we saw how new agents struggle so much. And so we put that together and formed Nomus Group International. We've been doing it for almost five years and uh, breaking and fixing everything along the way. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was uh, one of my favorite phrases that I, I use. It, it's not a, uh, a not a normal phrase, which is if it's not broke, break it. Um, and and that's you know that's how you scale. Like a lot yeah. of people don't want to break stuff because you know they're, if it's not if it's not uh, if it's not broke, you know or yeah, don't yeah, fix said, it if it's yeah, not broke. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's what they say all the time. I yep, I hear that. Yeah, but uh, for me, I'm always if it, if uh, if it's not broke, break it. <laughs> so, um, so, so, um, how does um, how does real estate compare to you know um, being uh, you know at the top of your game as a as a as a chef and 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 being in in that business? I have found that so many successful agents have come from some type of hospitality background. Um, it is a firefighting environment. It is a high service environment. You are there to help someone else, you know, eat or enjoy an event or have a wedding or put on an 8,000 person holiday party. 
So lots of logistics and, and just handholding and, and leadership. And so, uh, yeah, it really wasn't that difficult of a transition. You know, I, I think that lots of people will say when they take the real estate exams, it's, it, it's not really that applicable when they get into the actual business. The, the skills of connecting with people, being outspoken and wanting to give people great results is, is what it's all about. And so um, just being a service-based individual always anyway, and then leadership in culinary, it kind of just went right in, you know, and, and, and I'm a risk taker. So, I, you know, like I said, I'll jump and, and if I feel like I'm going to be safe, I'll, I'll keep going. And so that's how I just got into real estate and kept on going. I listened to people like you and, you know, educated myself as much as possible and, and, just, uh, and just pressed on with it. So it, it wasn't that different, to be honest. Okay. No, where, where did you start? Where, where'd you hang your license initially? Uh, see, I was with KW on a team for about six months and myself and that team leader who was starting a new team, great individual, but overall personalities just weren't in line. And uh, so I was there for about six months. And then after that, I went to Realty Direct, which was a mom and pop shop. Um, they had really good leadership and I, I loved working with them. And uh, that got bought out by Carrington and I was with them until... Uh, Philip and I joined partners uh, about four and a half years ago, and he was with KW, so I went back to KW at that time. And as we kept growing, um, you know, the opportunities inside the brokerage to get into business development, looking at our P&L, help us look at our lead sources and what's working really well, just continued to be really difficult to pull from them. And Matt Plummer and Clayton Gitz, who are uh, in my upline, awesome guys, um, you know, continued to talk to us about the model, and we opened up our minds, and here we are. So that, that's that's how we made the move over to EXP. Yeah, no, I um, yeah, I, I I've got to spend some time with Clayton. What a what a giving, um, sincere individual Clayton is. I I love his energy and love what he's brought to to EXP since he's uh, he's been part of it. So not afraid to share. That's what I would say. Yeah, definitely not afraid to share. So so you've got uh, what does your team look like? What you and is it are you are you do you have a business partner in the team or is it uh, is it your team how how's it structured? yeah he and yeah philip and i are 50 50 partners in the business and mm -hmm. uh we have six full-time agents a few part-time agents full-time admin full-time videographer and marketing person uh dc maryland and virginia closing about 125 deals a year we've waffled in between 90 and 140 for the last two and a half years now um, and we're really just at that ceiling of breakthrough right now and, and making sure we hit that 250, 300 and beyond in the next couple of years. Okay. Awesome. And, and how would you, how do you think about, um, your positioning in the marketplace? Is it, uh, um, do you, do you have, what's your brand like? What, what is it that you, how do you guys sort of differentiate from other teams and other agents? Yeah, we are in such a saturated market being in the Northern Virginia area. There's over 50,000 agents. So standing out is not easy. What we have found and really just what is true to our hearts is the education and, um, and results when we're working with people and how to lead them in the ways that will help them navigate such a crazy market and competitive market like ours. And honestly, that's where we're struggling the most right now is exposing that between social media paid ads, between videos to put on all of our Instagram and social media multiple times a day, as well as YouTube and making sure we're doing everything we can to stand out on Google on the first page, all that stuff. So standing out in this market takes a lot of tech and it also takes a lot of money. You, you do have to put a lot into it to make sure you're standing out. But um but I'd say the education and the results is really what we pride ourselves on. We've got 200 five-star reviews on Google, and that's because you know we we make sure our clients are taken care of, and they know that we're the people to call. Right. Yeah. I'm just 
I'm 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 just brainstorming and and of course I'm I'm going executive chef, realtor, houses, kitchens, video. Yeah. I I I would think some cool stuff around bringing like four or five clients around the around a kitchen um, island and and uh, and cooking for them and talking about their real estate experience would be something that'd be really really interesting. That's a phenomenal idea actually. We have a couple other people in our world that are chefs or have been chefs and some of them still have businesses where they're doing personal catering and uh, and I probably could have her come out and do a full-on event with that. That'd be a lot of fun, actually. And just talk about that. And that's the thing that you know, we're really honing in on as well is how to have intentional conversation, but at the same time, be entertaining. You know, I mean, in the world where video comes across your face so much, if you're not grabbing someone's attention in those first five or 10 seconds, it's game over. So how do you right. put that out there? We're like, okay, yeah, I could watch these guys talk about real estate for 30 minutes or 10 minutes or six minutes around the table. So, yeah. So, so you have a... So you have a you have a business partner, Philip. Um, mm-hmm. You're fifty fifty partners in your in your team. Um, you've been doing that for for how many years have you run the team together? Yeah, this is our fifth full year. Yeah, okay. fifth full year. So, so, mm-hmm. um, so obviously the relationship's been good because obviously you know five years is a pretty good length of time. Like a brother, man. How how do you find a good business partner? And it's pretty. I mean, there's not a lot of real estate teams that are that have business partners. How how do you find one. And then how do you show up for that partnership as well? It's trust above everything. It is absolutely being there to support the vision of what each one of us have and understand that we're different and that you pick those moments in time where it's like, you know, you want to do that. Okay. Take the risk and quickly make the decision to pivot away. If it isn't what's going to benefit our business, um, core values, I mean, family, God, business, if you're not in those three things on a regular basis, it won't fit. We use the acronym SEARCH in our world. So be a servant leader, be empowered, be accountable, be collaborative, or I'm sorry, be resourceful, be collaborative, and be hungry. And every single day, one of those things comes into world. And as long as you're on it, that's what matters most. So we go back to our bottom line on a regular basis. I think a lot of people get caught up in the partnership aspect of, well, who's getting paid what? And I get this deal and you get that deal. And, you know, what happens if we part ways 10 years down the road? And, yeah, all that stuff can happen. But what do you really like at the end of the day? And what are your goals in life? And, you know, I found someone that um, I can trust with my family. And that's that's really why I think it's been a successful partnership is because, yeah, we have arguments. And I think he's a jackass sometimes. But, you know, I, he would say the same about me. And, right. but, you know, our leadership together has created a lot of leverage and opportunity and uh, perspective for our, our agents on our team. And we're both learning based individuals who can take it on the chin and uh, and get up and, and go kick ass again. So, yeah, that's that's I don't really know no, if that answers your question fully, but that's yeah, that's part of it. That's I think you have to trust your heart. You have to try things. People are too scared to take calculated risk and and, you know, you just just got to go after it. Right now, now um, you, you mentioned core values. You mentioned search and and the the acronym is it, how big, how important is core values to like conversations you have together and and with your team. I think it's the number one thing. We do team meeting on Mondays and we do a podcast review on Fridays. Uh, we have learned over the course of time to still keep it in the forefront of how important it is to have your mind in the right place, but really have all our people understand this is a sales based business. 
and you need to understand what to say and how to guide and lead people to where they want to go. And don't be afraid of the scripts. When the scripts are internalized, you can turn that around and lead people. It's not putting them in a bad spot because at the end of the day, you want to do the right thing, don't you? Yeah, okay, great. So let's start there. Um, so yeah, so we, we use those every single day. It's, it's at the core. Our culture is super strong. We have had lots of turnover over the years, but it's been because you had a license and a heartbeat come on over. You know, we, we've been through that. Right. And, um, and learned that isn't the way that we need to operate. If you're not hungry and humble and sharp to begin with, uh, it probably won't be a fit for you because I'm going to burn you out pretty quickly. And I'm going to get frustrated, and so are you. So we've learned to scale back on who's allowed to come in, and, uh, and the culture is at the core, and it's around those things. So you've, you, you have six agents on the team? Is that what mm-hmm. I heard? Six full-time, okay. and then I think um, five or six part-time people that have other businesses understand that three or four or eight deals a year is going to give them a substantial extra amount of money in this, uh, in this area. And we can coach them as they go. And as long as they're good, genuine people and communication and expectations are set well, we stay up on top of it. Right. You're, you're really you're kind of Northern Virginia, but D.C. metro areas. Totally. Kind of yeah. Like where I'm, my office right now, we're I, I could be inside like deep D.C. in 20 minutes, 25 minutes. OK. OK. Yep. No, that, uh, yeah, that's obviously um, there's a turnover every four years or so. yeah yeah and it's always wild navigating it as the uh as those seasons come around too people get distracted really quickly and then all of a sudden they're they're behind the eight ball so we stay on top of it so um so good good, so an interesting question so um and i'm not going to ask your particular political views unless you just decide to put it out there but do, do you have to do you have to sort of temper that a little bit because of where you're at you know um if i were to say what i am i would say that i'm a republican you know, okay. I, I believe that there are so many freedoms that this country has created, and I believe there's a large part of the culture that isn't educated or taking the time to see those opportunities that they've been given and respect them in a high level. And, uh, and I would really love to see the, the people just rally around the ideas and the freedoms that we have. And I, I see the Democratic side of things sometimes scare me so much on what they're just willing to like pass off and give away. So um, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't really like, you know, I mean, Trump is one of the craziest people I've ever met. And I don't think that I could totally support, you know, everything he stands for. But then you see some of the other side of the aisle, too. And I'm like, I can't do that either. So I, I'll have a conversation with anyone. And I think when you deliver your message in a kind, confident way, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, it can be a productive conversation. I think when people get short minded and want to argue is when it turns in a different direction. And all of a sudden you're like, what are we even talking about right now? So, right. you know, yeah. a, lot, it, a lot of people are to just argue to be right rather than argue to to actually sort of <laughs> um, solve it, solve an issue, I think. Sometimes. And listening. Yeah. Take the time to listen to what someone is saying. You know, we all we all want to rebut so quickly, but uh, which is natural. But yeah, right. don't make assumptions. Don't judge. Have an open mind. Have an open heart. And, uh, you know, and what you'll see people's words and actions come out and then you can make a determination. Just say, hey, you know what? You're someone I want to be around or. This probably isn't a great fit for me. I don't need to say anything negative. I just need to remove myself from the situation. And, uh, yeah, I tell my agents that all the time. You know, people in this world of real estate think that they're doormats sometimes. You know, especially when there's 50,000 of them in this area. People will say, you just all you do is open doors. And, man, oh, man, I, I tell people, don't, don't let anyone treat you that way. And, and if they do, take the time to try to have a productive conversation with them. We tell the guys all the time, you can't say the right thing to the wrong person. And you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. So just keep on going at right. it and 
you know, try your best. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, you mentioned, you know, some of your lead gen strategies early on. Um, it, it, you mentioned PPC and some other uh, and, and social and, and some other things. How are you? Uh, how do you funnel that into your 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 business? What uh, what database are you, do you use as a team? How do you how do you funnel that stuff in from from different sources? Sure. So we use Brivity, and we've been using okay. Brivity for gosh, five years, six years. Um, no CRM is perfect. I think they all have their quirks and different things. I've heard great things about KV Core, and when I teach my classes online, especially to new agents in the Icon room, there I tell them, you know, get in there and use something that is provided to you for free and then and then set reminders and tasks so everything funnels into brevity for us um, we have daily check-ins to make sure we're on top of that database as much as possible and um, and everything filters in we set auto tasks sometimes depending on if it's an online lead we have some auto plans set up that will just uh, email and text them on top of our calls automatically until we get a response because an online lead is getting tackled in 50 different ways from everyone around the world. So, you know, we'll call a few times. We also have some automation to it to connect with them. And then we're still old school. We're still circle prospecting. We're still holding open houses and, you know, doing 20, 20, 20, 20 in every direction of that open house to talk to people out there as well. Face to face is unbeatable. And so the more we connect with people and talk, that's that's what we do. And, and um, what what uh, what percentage of your business is, well, I'm assuming that a good portion of it's listing, but what percentage of your business is listing versus buyers? Yeah, we've been solid 50-50 for pretty much the entire time that we've been doing this. Um, it's And it's kind of wild because it hasn't been anything super intentional. It is just staying on top of our leads in every way, and that's how it's worked out. I've lived in this area for 22 years now. So Sphere, it was not difficult for me to grow just because I got intentional about calling everyone I knew and letting them know what the message was to call us. Um, since then, we've got like 5,000, 6,000 people in the database that we're continually just nurturing. So it's, it's Sphere. And then just continuing to know that the online platforms have to provide opportunity. And I think that's, that, again, that's, that's the biggest struggle right now is really honing in on that. Right. And how, how large is your, we'll say your your active database, meaning people that you've, you've, you've actually, um, you've been in communication with and, and, and how big is that database? Yeah, it's, it's right around 2,200 people. Okay. Yeah. 2,200. And you're, you're running around 200 sides a year kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're on our way to that. And I think it is, again, it is getting more intentional with those conversations to have people understand it's okay to speak up on our behalf. We're not going to hurt anyone. I think that's the hardest thing is making your, your database being an advocate for you because they just don't know what to say or they feel awkward about it. And so teaching people how to speak up will get us a better return from that because we should be converting at a minimum 10% of that database. So 220 deals should come out every single year just by keeping up. And I think there's a little bit of a weakness there to continue to work on. Okay. Yeah. No. And and that's why I was I was kind of just thinking about that percentage there, and and you're you're close to that ten percent, which is I think a, a a decent decent percentage. And obviously, you've got some some uh, some come list me's and some some other stuff coming from your from your other lead gen strategies. Um, it all all kind of works together. So, um, uh, how how long you how long have you been to, to at EXP again? It has been just over a year. I want to say it was um, it was March of 2021. Okay, and then yeah. you you hit Icon pretty quickly. Obviously, doing the type of volume that you're doing, but I think I August you hit Icon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, congr- congratulations, and you're probably uh, well on your way to uh, to getting your second icon already, I suspect. Yeah, and you know what? Real quick on that, Glenn, I just wanted to say thanks because you've created a model that has been rewarding for those of us that want to treat this like a full-time opportunity and do the work that it takes to, to earn back our cap, plus some in all those other ways of agent attraction and the stock. It is a really, really awesome model compared to everything else I've seen over the 11 years I've been in this business. And it's the first time I feel rewarded and given an opportunity as an agent when the majority of the world doesn't provide us any opportunity. The health insurance, the opportunities to have passive income, all of that. So good job. I appreciate that. Oh, no, th- thank you. Well, of course, I, I was, uh, you know, I was an agent and I ran teams and I've, I've, I've been in, <laughs> I've been where it. you're at. Yeah. And uh, uh, literally, you know, EXP, you know, in 2009, it was literally a strange time because um, there was really not a lot of transactions going on at the time. And, uh, and I said, well, you know, if we're, if we're not making any money and there's nothing to protect, why don't we build the real estate brokerage that we would go to work for mm. had it existed and, and see if, see if it will attract some people to it. And obviously it, it seems to have worked. <laughs> and pretty cool how that started off as like a napkin idea, right? I mean, you know, nothing complicated about that thought. That was just like taking action. And how can we make this really profitable for us as an agent? So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, for know? sure. And in <laughs> fact, my, my comp is uh, based on my own personal rev share. So I'm I'm a comp just like every other agent through the through the rev share program. So, hey, um, we're just again, um, thanks thanks again, uh, Ryan, for, for for being on uh, today. It's been uh, super uh, super good getting to know you uh, a bit. Are we going to see you in Orlando in June? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. We will be out there for sure. It, every opportunity we can get to come together with the group as a whole is uh, is energizing and rewarding in so many ways. So yeah, we'll for sure be there. Awesome. Hey, and thanks everyone for listening to um, the, the expansion podcast today. Um, be sure to uh, check out uh, Orion. Um, it's uh, the it's nomusgroupinternational.com. Is that it uh, is? Yep. It's it's Philip's last name spelled backwards. So his last name is Simon, and his grandfather had publishing companies back in the day and had named it Nomus Group International, the beginning with the end in mind. And so when we put our businesses together, he said, "Do you care if we keep the name?" I was like, "No, it's a good story. I'll use that." So that's where we're at. Well, awesome. Well, well, good stuff. So Simon spelled backwards, followed by groupinternational.com. And uh, until next time, uh, thanks again for listening. And uh, thanks again, Ryan. Thanks. Appreciate you, Glenn. You've been listening to Expansion. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for being the best part of the XP.